Hello and welcome to Bedroom and Bedtime Show. And today we're going to look at Lead Belly. In 1990, Nirvana's performance of Where Did You Sleep Last Night was televised on MTV and reminded a younger generation and those older of us too about Lead Belly, the original writer of the song. In between recordings and in a documentary about the show, Cobain refers to attempts to convince his producer to buy Lead Belly's old guitar for him, though to no avail. Further in his notebooks, the famous Kurt Cobain listed Lead Belly's last session, volume number one, as one of the 50 greatest albums in his opinion and in the formation of Nirvana's sound. The album was further included in NME's The 100 Greatest Albums You've Never Heard of list. George Harrison of the Beatles was quoted as saying, If there was no Lead Belly, there'd be no Lonnie Donegan. Without Lonnie Donegan, no Beatles, and therefore, no Lead Belly, no Beatles. And so, without further ado, I'll let you have a listen to that song. In the pond, 
That was Where Did You Sleep by Last Night by Lead Belly. Musical from childhood, Lead Belly played the accordion, six, and more usually the twelve-string guitar, bass, and harmonica. He led a wandering life, learning songs by absorbing an oral tradition. For a time, he worked as a musician with Blind Lemon Jefferson, a fellow African-American wanderer and musician of the South. In 1918, he was imprisoned in Texas for a murder. According to tradition, he won his early release in 1925 by singing a song for the governor of Texas when he visited in prison. Throughout his young life, and later on, Lead Belly would have to fight against Jim Crow South, which discriminated against him and other African Americans. The song Cotton Fields is a good example of this. There we had Cotton Fields by Lead Belly, um, a song which uh, tells you about his youth where he grew up on a farm that his parents did own, but was still very much a time of poverty for the man himself. After resuming a life of drifting in 1930, Lead Belly was convicted of attempted murder and imprisoned in the Angola prison farm in Louisiana. Here prisoners had to work as opposed to simply exist and were treated particularly harshly on account of them being African Americans in the American South. Here he was discovered by the folklorist John Lomax alongside Alan Lomax, a man who had previously a banker and having lost his job was now collecting songs for the Library of Congress. The Lomaxes secured Leadbelly's release in 1934, so impressed by his music and embarked on a concert tour of Eastern Colleges with him. Subsequently, the Lomaxes published 48 of his songs together with a commentary named Negro Folk Songs as Sung by Leadbelly, 1936. Leadbelly performed and recorded extensively. His first commercial recordings were made for the American Record Corporation, which did not take advantage of his huge folk repertoire, but rather encouraged him to sing the blues, a genre more expected of African Americans in the liberal New York of the time. One song that's particularly famous of his, that was made famous by UK band The Animals, is The House of the Rising Sun, though it's generally a folk song. He settled in New York in 1937, having lived in the South previously his whole life. He struggled to make enough money, and in 1939 to 1940, he was jailed again, this time for assault. After he was released, he briefly worked with Woody Guthrie, Sonny Terry, Brownie McGee, and others as the headline singers, performing on radio, and in 1945, he even appeared in a short film. In 1949, shortly before his death, he gave a concert in Paris, something unusual at the time. Led Belly, by name of Huddy William Ledbetter, as he was born, died on the 6th of December 1949. As an American folk blues singer, songwriter and guitarist, whose ability to perform a vast repertoire of songs in a variety of styles, in conjunction with his notorious violent life, he was a legend.
Yeah. 